0: Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, Wisdom from the Word of God. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Welcome to Gems for the Journey, wisdom from the Word of God. And we're your hosts, Matt and Stephanie Garrity. And we're founders of River of Heaven Ministries. And we have a threefold vision to rebuild and restore, equip and empower, and revive and heal. Through these broadcasts, you're going to be touched, rebuilt, and restored, equipped and empowered, and revived and heal. And you're going to be functioning like never before as a kingdom man or a kingdom woman. Amen. Great to be with you today for another episode of Gems for the Journey, wisdom from the Word of God. And here we are back during this wonderful time of Hanukkah, the Jewish people celebrating Hanukkah. uh, Christians looking forward to within the next few weeks celebrating the birth of Christ. But Interestingly enough, are we really, as Christians, for those who are Christians that are listening to the podcast today, are we really celebrating the birth of Christ or are we celebrating something prior to the birth of Christ? What do I mean by that? Well, think about this where you have a situation where there is an announcement and there is a conception Um, And then there is a time period from that conception of nine months until the birth of that child. Every woman who's listening, especially those women who have given birth, have gone through this, knows that unless something is terribly wrong with a pregnancy, there is conception. And from that conception, there is just about nine months full term. And then there is the birth of that child that happens after that. And so what's really interesting is that as Christians, I think that we tend to combine these thoughts together. And so you see the nativity scene, animals being there and and kings, you know, bringing gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh and shepherds, the star, the kingly star, everyone's following to come to the to the stable, you know, where Jesus is born. But what's really, really fascinating about this is, did you know and were you aware that, number one, we just entered into the Hebrew month of Tevet. Tevet speaks of the number 10. It speaks of authority, specifically the Immaculate Conception. Jewish historians understood That it was during the month of Tevet, and they believe right around the middle of Tevet when was when Jesus was conceived. The Bible says that it was a supernatural, immaculate conception that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. The power of the Most High came upon Mary and in her womb, in a virgin's womb, Jesus Christ was conceived, the word made flesh. Guess what month it is in the Gregorian calendar? It is the month of December. And so the month of December generally falls in the Hebrew month of Tevet. And the understanding is that the conception, the Immaculate Conception, where Jesus was conceived supernaturally as the Holy Spirit overshadowed, the power of God came upon Mary and Mary conceived. How many know that's a miracle? The virgin birth. A virgin conceived a child Because God enabled it to happen. God's power overshadowed her and Jesus Christ was conceived. However, history is concerned as far as uh, historical writings, as far as what we see obviously in the Bible, then what is nine months from Tevet or nine months from, in the Gregorian calendar, December? It is not Tevet again. No, it is actually September. It is actually what we would refer to as the, the place where the Mo'adim in the Hebrew calendar where the where the high holy days, the, the feasts, the, the most holy days on the Jewish calendar. And many scholars believe that Jesus was born during the Feast of Tabernacles. Why do many scholars believe that Jesus was born during the Feast of Tabernacles? Simply because... During that time, there would have been booths or sukkahs that would have been outside the home of the Jewish people because by the word of God, God instructed them to uh, make booths and the booths or the sukkahs were to... Remind them of God's faithfulness to them during their time in the wilderness. God said, I provided for you uh, when you were in a temporary place where you had temporary shelters and things like that. And even to this day, our brothers and sisters, our Jewish brothers and sisters will celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. Maybe even uh, many Christians celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, especially those with some type of Jewish background in their family. And what will they do? Some of them will actually build a booth or a sukkah, a little tent type structure and worship or pray inside of that. Some actually live in that for a week. And so again, that's the Feast of Tabernacles. And so what is the Christmas story? The Christmas story depicts a nativity scene Where there are, you know, there's Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus and animals and kings and shepherds and with a star above the stable. But was that a stable or was that a sukkah? Was that a booth? Was that something that was there because it was during the feast of tabernacles now again interestingly enough 9 months from tavet or 9 months from around the middle to end of december places that right in about the september time frame and in september october usually on the Gregorian calendar, when you equate that uh, to the the Jewish calendar, to the lunar calendar, that is the time of the High Holy Days. That is the time of the the Holy Feast Days, Rosh Hashanah, which is the head of the year. You have Yom Teruah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. You have Feast of Tabernacles, okay, and you have Yom Kippur uh, as well. And so, it's very important to understand that these High Holy Days are situated in a way according to God's perfect timing, God's kairos timing, and God's perfect calendar where it would have made a lot of sense for the Savior of the world to be born in this time. I mean, every every feast day uh, in the Jewish culture, it points to Jesus. The Feast of Passover points to Jesus. The Feast of Unleavened Bread you know the Feast of Pentecost, Yom Kippur, and and the Feast of Trumpets, okay, and Rosh Hashanah, and the Feast of Tabernacles. All these things, even the minor feasts, everything points to Jesus Christ. We've talked about this in a prior in a prior podcast. I think it was called the Feast Days and the Sevenfold Spirit of God, where we talked about the Holy Spirit and the relationship of the Holy Spirit with the Jewish Feast Days. You can look at look back at an earlier podcast for that, but. There is an understanding the feast days, many of them have been fulfilled in the New Testament. We know the Passover has been fulfilled because Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. Unleavened bread has been fulfilled. Jesus died and he rose again, right? And there's two loaves during the Feast of Unleavened Bread in the Jewish culture. We have the two Uh, people groups, if you will. We've got the Jews, the Gentiles coming together to be one new man uh, in Jesus Christ, in Yeshua HaMashiach. And then we have Pentecost, we know in Acts chapter two that was fulfilled in the new covenant uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the power of God released, and everyone comes out of the upper room and they're you know they're in one accord and they're they're speaking about the mysteries of God and and they're and Peter preaches that wonderful sermon we find in Acts chapter three and so we we have these feasts that have been fulfilled. What feasts have not been fulfilled yet? are the Feast of Trumpets, okay, which deals with when the the Bible says there's going to be a time where the last trumpet of God, the last trump shall sound, and then that's when the the Lord's return takes place. What else has not been fulfilled? Yom Kippur, or the day of judgment, or the day of the finality of of atonement, okay, where people will either receive uh, their glorified bodies, which Christ has purchased. He gave us Uh, salvation, but he also promised that we would have a new body uh, when we die. So that's the final judgment is Yom Kippur. And what else has not been fulfilled is the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles has not been completely fulfilled. That will be fulfilled completely and totally starting with the millennial reign with a thousand years where Jesus reigns as king. Okay. And interestingly enough, in the book of Zechariah, it says that all peoples will celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. And then that feast will become then that the, the I guess you could say the most important eternal uh, feast then, because it says that we'll no longer need the sun after that or the moon uh, to give light because the Lord himself will give light. Okay. And we will dwell with the Lord. Tabernacles speaks of dwelling with God. The word tabernacle means to dwell. And isn't it interesting that the Bible talks about when Jesus came, he came, he was born in, you know, into this world and he came to dwell among men. He came to tabernacle with us. And so it's very very interesting that we kind of Blend these two together about the Annunciation to Mary, the Immaculate Conception in Mary's womb, and also the birth of Jesus all at Christmas time. When in reality, if we look at the scriptures, if we look at the historical accounts, if we just think about a, the gestation period of a woman who conceives uh, at one time, there is a period of nine months that lands in a completely different time than our current traditions hold. Maybe not the Jewish tradition, because the Jewish people are always wondering why Christians celebrate the birth of Christ in December, uh, when really it was the conception of Christ that occurred in December, in Tevet. Generally, it's believed that Jesus was conceived in Tevet, Gregorian calendar, December, and he was born nine months later in the Gregorian calendar, September or the time of Teshuva in the Jewish calendar, where the Feast of Tabernacles would have been going on. Very fascinating. So let's look at some scriptures here of the, you know, kind of famous Christmas scriptures, if you will. Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38. It says, now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city Of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And it goes on to, to talk about how she will call her son's name Jesus because he will save the people. Let's look at Luke chapter one, verses 39 through 56 here when, when Mary visits her relative Elizabeth. Elizabeth who was also then at this point carrying John the Baptist. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary that the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. So just the announcement of what the angel had told Mary, when Mary says this to Elizabeth, John the Baptist leaps in Elizabeth's womb. Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25, it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Why? Because others would think, okay, if Joseph's not the father, then she obviously committed some kind of sin. Verse 20, It says, but while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Other scriptures talking about the birth of Christ, Matthew chapter two, verses one and two. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and we come to worship him. Luke chapter two, verses one through seven. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And then we have Luke chapter two, verses eight through uh, 20. In paraphrasing, it says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And we know then, you know, the angel appeared and Glory to God the highest, and peace on earth, and good world toward men, you know, for today born to you in the city of David is a Savior who is Christ the Lord, okay? And so we have all these scriptures, right, but... Many don't realize this, but there was a lot of time that passed. Uh, you, know, you have the synoptic gospel writers writing about these events inspired of the Holy Spirit as we read in the gospels, but there was a lot of time that passed between, again, the conception of Christ and the birth of Christ. What had to pass was what? Nine months. Nine months. And so as we think about things during this holiday season— the feast of Hanukkah, a, a beautiful time. This is actually today is the last day of Hanukkah. Again, what the Jewish people celebrate. And what, what was Hanukkah? Hanukkah is a feast of dedication. It was a feast where, you know, they, they retained or got back control of the temple. The Maccabees did. Okay. After cleansing the temple of of the paganism that was going on. Pagans were offering sacrifices there. They had taken control of the temple uh, during a time where there was a lot of conflict. But the Maccabean army, led led by Judah Maccabees, he was able to help to get control back of the temple, and they then, when they rededicated the temple back to the Lord, that was then known as the Feast of Hanukkah. It was also known as the Festival of Lights because it was celebration. The temple was always known in the Jewish culture as the, as the place where the light of God emitted from. Why? Because God was in the temple, okay? He's in the Holy of Holies, and the light of God would emit from that place. Interestingly enough, Jesus says during the Feast of Dedication, during the time of Hanukkah uh, in the scriptures, that He said, I am the light of the world to all those who were listening. And so, Actually, during this time where the menorah is lit in the Jewish tradition, which speaks of the lampstand, you see that also in the book of Revelation, where Jesus is walking in the midst of the the lamp, the midst of the lampstand. He's walking in the midst of the menorah, if you will. And what is the lampstand? The lampstand is the church, that vessel that shines out the light to the world. This is going on. Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. Remember, he tells his disciples, you are the light of the world. But interestingly enough, also during this time much earlier, what was going on? What was going on was there was the Immaculate Conception. And then nine months from the Immaculate Conception would have been the birth of Christ during likely again the feast of tabernacles. This is so fascinating because a lot of times I think we look at scripture and if we don't understand there are certain time periods between uh, scriptures or we're just looking at it with like a just a, a religious mindset perhaps or a a mindset of just looking at it from a perspective of oh well this is just what tradition holds no, no, We go by what the Word of God says, not by what religion says, not by what man-made tradition says. And so when we're thinking about when we're celebrating uh, these times of Hanukkah, these times of, of Christmas, um, as like I said, many Christians celebrate Christmas. Many Jews uh, celebrate Hanukkah. Sometimes they'll celebrate both. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are we celebrating Hanukkah if we celebrate Hanukkah? Is it because we believe that Jesus Christ is the light of the world is it because we believe that that the light of Christ is shining uh, into every area and bringing the light of Christ the life of Christ the resurrection power of Jesus Christ is that why we're celebrating Hanukkah are we celebrating Hanukkah because it's a dedication remember the bible says that that we are a temple it's not just that that temple was was cleansed in history but what about our temple is there pagan things going on in our temple Are there sacrifices uh, and demonic things going on in our temple that we need to have cleansed? Are things going on in and around our life that God's saying, you're my temple, you need to be cleansed? Is that why we're celebrating Hanukkah? In remembrance of those things, are we just doing it for tradition? For Christmas, Christians, are we celebrating Christmas because, oh, it's nice. We want to get a tree and we'll put lights on it and, you know, Santa Claus and old Saint Nick and all this stuff. And, oh, he was a saint and, oh, he actually existed, all these things. And some people say, oh, that's all paganism. It's from the Druids and it's from pagan rituals with the tree and all these different things. Even with the nativity scene, some people disagree with that. But why are we celebrating Christmas? Christians, are we celebrating Christmas because of tradition or are we celebrating Christmas because this was the time that Jesus Christ was conceived, that there was going to be a virgin birth, that there was an annunciation, that there was a conception and there nine months after that would be a virgin birth. Hallelujah. Are we celebrating the immaculate conception that a woman who is a virgin by the power of God, by the By the Holy Spirit, she was able to conceive the Savior of the world. I think that's something worth celebrating. It's not about Christmas trees or presents or ornaments or any of these things that so many people make it about. It's not about any of those things. Whether the Christmas tree symbolizes Jesus or whether it's some strange pagan ritual, it's not about any of that stuff. It's not about elves. It's not about Santa's workshop. It's not about the North Pole. It's not even about uh, giving or receiving gifts. What it's about is for the Christian we're celebrating when God the Father brought Jesus Christ into uh, into this world. And then through that conception, that immaculate conception, nine months later in the Feast of Tabernacles, when God speaks to the children of Israel about dwelling with them and sustaining them and protecting them, here is now the birth of Yeshua HaMashiach, the birth of the Messiah, of literally God coming in human flesh and dwelling among the people. I mean, if that's not an amazing thought to have, I don't know what is. And if that's not our reason for celebrating these holidays, if that's not a reason, if Jesus Christ is not the reason in our life for the seasons that we celebrate, then we're missing it. Especially for the Christians, we're off if we don't understand that everything, every feast, Every holy day, every day really should be a celebration of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because that, ladies and gentlemen, that, brothers and sisters, is what Christianity is all about. It is about Christ. It is about Jesus, the anointed one. It is about the Son of God. It is about the one who was and is and shall always be. It is about the line of the tribe of Judah. It is about our Lord and Savior. Praise God. Well, I pray that this really blessed you. It's blessed me thinking about this and uh, preparing for this podcast. And I pray that you really start to think about these things. And if you're not looking at Christmas in this way, if you've never thought about Hanukkah before, I pray that it would be different for you this year as you truly look, and as together we truly look at the reason for all these seasons, all these feast days, all these holy days, the reason is Jesus Christ. And so God bless you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may the Lord give you his peace. Until next time.
1: If you'd like to connect with us, you can go to our website at www.riverofheaven.org. River of Heaven Ministries is advancing the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven through various means. In James One twenty-seven Scripture teaches us to care for the widows and the orphans. We take this seriously and are actively involved in supporting widows and others in need on a monthly basis. Together, we can do more. Additionally, our radio broadcasts and podcasts reach all nations, touching lives worldwide. Daily, new listeners hear the gospel, and through these broadcasts and podcasts, Millions have an opportunity to repent, believe, and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Listeners also learn about powerful Tabernacle of David principles through our teaching, encouraging all to worship the Father in spirit and in truth with great passion and purity. Your financial gift of any amount will help us to continue to support those in need and allow us to launch high quality recorded radio broadcasts, podcasts, and teaching that are available for free to anyone who has internet access. With your prayers and financial support, we will continue to reach millions in our generation and multiply millions in generations to come. Thank you for partnering with us.